Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. How are you doing? Um, I trust you're good. I really, really trust you're good. So we're like a few days away. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like four days away um, to Valentine's Day. I'm sure the hype is really, really getting um, a lot. Like for me, you know, um, every time just checking through my WhatsApp status, you know, checking through Facebook, social media, there's a lot and a lot going on. Um, some pretty hilarious things, uh, some touching moments, you know. Some people really, really planned out this Valentine and they're just out to, to you know, um, choke us, choke us, you know. Um, but anyway, all of us would love, right? All of us would love, we fall in love. This love thing will get it correctly. <laughs> we'll get it correctly. So, um, but I hope you're good and I hope you're fine. Um, uh, what's up? How far with the assignment that I gave? Have you started? You know, how many people have you been able to reach out to so far this week? And what's the feeling it, um, that it left you with? Right? How do you feel about it? I know it could be a little bit hard, um, especially if it's not something that you're used to. Maybe you're not the outgoing type. Uh, you're not um, you're not so keen on approaching people. But I do salute your courage in trying to be able to reach out to a whole lot of other people, you know, and just showing them love. Um, it may be hard these first few moments, right? But trust me, it gets a lot easier and then it makes you feel a lot better it gives you this sense of purpose in life um, there are very few things that uh, matter more or have an effect than the smile on the face of someone because of what you did right because of your influence or something um, yeah there are a lot of gifts that are good like money um, having money is perfect you know or having some of these nice uh, material things but there's this lasting impression that a thank you or a smile a genuine smile um, leaves it just leaves it it has a way of motivating you to do more for people um, the main goal um, the main the main goal um, is to be an expression of God's love, right? So, you know, this this podcast, um, we were totally unashamed about our, um, you know, our love for God and our honor for Him. Um, his principles will always stand out for us. And just having that opportunity, you know, to be able to be an extension of God's love to other people, there's nothing more welcoming. To be honest, there's nothing more welcoming. So, but um, in it all, yeah, we, we thank God. And I really hope that it's been good. Um, and I would still love to hear your stories, right? I will still love to hear your stories about um, your love walk, right? The whole love assignment thing. And even down to the challenges that you might have faced, because remember I told you that, until people define or redefine what love is, uh, they may usually object to something that's genuine. So um, what are the challenges that you've also faced in trying to express love, right? Um, 
to people you know sometimes they misinterpret you they misunderstand you and all of that so it's very um, I'd like to know uh, what are some of the challenges you know and then maybe we could talk about it in subsequent episodes and all. all right but I hope you're having fun so today's episode right is titled the Valentine criminal and um, like a subtopic love bandit right? the Valentine criminal so it's important to find out, okay this whole concept of Valentine where did it come from where did the whole concept of Valentine come from um, who inspired it um, and why do we make it um, such a big deal and is the purpose still attached to the history that we know is the purpose still attached to the history that we know um, so apparently there are quite a number of stories about Valentine so um, Saint Valentine there's, I think there's a story that says he was born on February 14th another one says he died February 14th and that um, he was you know one of these you know monastery monks you know and he he spent his whole life reaching out to the poor you know and sharing the love of Jesus and, you know the likes and all just you know doing the normal charity kind of things that um, we would often celebrate in our times um, I can't fully remember the story but it seems like there was a little contention over something that he was in prison right he was in prison and um, one of the stories says that he used to write letters to um, whether his um, the friend, one of his friend's daughters or so or someone that was pretty close to him and the last letter he wrote to her he ended it with your valentine right, your valentine um Another one, another story uh, had to do with being a saint or so. I can't really, really, really grasp it. But I think the most legit story has to be about him actually, you know, um, just being very philanthropic, right? So reaching out to the needy, reaching out to the poor, uh, giving his whole life out, uh, making sure that people experience love. So reaching out to the sick, you know, just all of those general things. Um, and so that day was carved out in remembrance of him. That day was carved out in remembrance of him. Not him as an individual, but then the deeds that he did, right? Everything that he did, it was a memorial to that effect, if I understand right. A memorial to that effect. So what happened along the line? that a story um, a story of such manner right um, was drastically changed right how did we come up with the whole script of what we're coming into or what we see as a as a hol- as a you know a celebration kind of thing um, what really happened what really, really happened? Because apparently, if 
we could hold on to the folklore of Valentine as a person, then somebody actually stole the purpose of this day. Somebody really stole the purpose of this day. Now, um, it's very, it's very clear to see that there are a whole lot of opportunists, a whole lot of um, insincere people that take advantage of this day, especially to like the younger generation, um, people that have been devoid of love. Um, If you grew up in an environment or in a community or in a system that didn't define love properly for you, right? Whenever you come into a place where you are accepted and acknowledged, right? Um, And you are seemingly valued, right? You would tend to be overly excited and overly open. So if you do not have this self-perception of love, you do not have this strong value of love, but there was no example given to you, right? Whenever you come into a place where you um, you are recognized, generally, um, it tends to loosen an individual up. So what really happens is um, people leech on the fact that um, everybody's looking for acceptance in some way, right? Everyone is looking for acceptance. Um, and because um, people pour out themselves so much to do, um, do things for you, you naturally feel indebted to them. So maybe um, a young, maybe a guy just sees, you know, a young lady and he's, he just has, you know, terrible or ulterior motives, right, for them or for that, for that lady. Um, he comes over, gets her stuff, does some certain things, you know, just makes her feel on top of the world, um, pours out a whole lot of investment in some quote, and um, with a with a hope that she would feel indebted to him and then give him what he wants. Or it could be the other way, you know. Um, like, even for maybe a lady, you know, showers, you know, so much affirmation, um, you know, or, or does some some really, really nice stuff for the guy just to be able to gain out of his benevolence at that time. Let me share a story with you um, once about how people can take advantage of your emotions and your need for acceptance. Um, I don't know if I've shared the story before, but I would, I'll share it again. So this is way back when I was um, studying in Zaria. There was this lady that I really, really liked. I really liked. And I had opened up my heart to her to let her know how much I liked her. I was, you know, overly obsessed about her, overly obsessed about her. And I could literally like do anything. I would try my best to, you know, reach out to her, help her do stuff, you know. Whenever she needed help on anything that was particularly laborious, ah, she would call me, she would be like, ah, binga, this, that, 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 you know, give me all the hugs, all the affirmations and all. Now, there was this time, school had just resumed, 
and um, I was one. I hardly used to go home. So even if I went home, I would always maybe just spend like a week or two and then head back to school. So I was there um, already before time. And so the lady called me and I was like, hey, Binga darling, I've missed you. Uh, I just got back and I'd like to see you. So I stood up. Um, then I was in... I was staying in Danfodio Hostel. The lady was at Northgate. The lady was at Northgate. Um, from Danfodio to Northgate, let's say it was probably about a kilometer, if not more. But maybe like a kilometer or two. I don't know. But it was quite a distance, so you know. I just left the house, I mean, left my room with the excitement that, ah, this girl, she has finally opened up to me, and all. And um, I, you know, I went out, you know, and then she gave me you know, this very, very implicating hug. The hug was heavy. It was a very weighty, <laughs> it was a very weighty hug. So she hugged me, and... You know, we just spoke a little bit. And then she was like, um, please, she wanted me to help her. Or she wanted, yeah, she wanted me to help her carry her stuff. And I turned. And it was this massive Ghana Moscow. This massive Ghana Moscow. So I really felt heartbroken. I know it's quite hilarious, right? So I just helped pick the Ghana Moscow. And I carried it to the girl's hostel. And I dropped it. She was like, I should drop it in front of the door of the girl's hostel. I just looked at her. I actually hissed and just left. Now, what happened was, she understood my affection for her and my need for some certain level of validation. And that if she gives it to me, I would always feel indebted for it. And that's how she took advantage of it. I remember just going back and I was thinking, um, she had never really wanted my companionship. She just wanted one of those guys that could help her because, um, you know, she always, you know, because she was aware of my obsession for her. And apparently, I think that's the last time we really ever had a conversation. We really, really ever had a conversation. That's the last time. I've met some other people that, you know, um, in confidence, they just shared and they were like, you know, when somebody does something for you, they go out of their way to help you. They go out of their way to um, apparently reach out to you in some sort there is a way that it makes us feel like um, we are forever indebted to them we have to find something to give us an appreciation and I remember speaking to countless ladies before where um, they would be like I really don't want to do this, but I find myself doing it because I don't have a way of saying thank you. 
I know I need the help at this moment. I know I need the help at this moment. But I don't know how to say, I don't know how to say thank you if not to give myself. So giving myself is like, um, I don't have any other thing. It's like my widow's might kind of thing. Do you understand? Now that's purely just um, people taking advantage of you. Um, it's really, really sad that that happens. Or it, you know, it 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 it, it happens, you know, in both circles, both for guys and for girls, um, men, women. It it even down to like a parent, um, an elderly person to, you know, a minor relationship. It's it's just one of those things. It's like um, where you hear children talking about issues of either molestation or child abuse or something like that. It usually comes from a, a, um, the point where you feel like you owe somebody for what they've done. Now that's... Um, sorry for that is, but that is just pure wrong. You see, the, the, the joy in love doesn't come from the recipient's ability to pay you back. The joy in love comes from the fact that the recipient has experienced something worth forever. If my actions in love, if my actions in love are geared towards a payback, it would be very easy for me to hold resentment when it doesn't come. If I am gifting you something, it's not so that you would gift me back. That's not how love works. So, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall um, believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Every desire in love was for the recipient. There was no expression of what God would receive in return. Absolutely no expression of what God would receive in return. For God so loved the world that he gave. So the gift of giving was so that we would not perish but have eternal life. That was the beginning and that was the conclusion. It was not so that we would serve him for eternity or he would gain our worship. No, it had nothing to do with that. He looked at our estate and knew that we needed help. And in love, he reached out to us for our benefit. Yes, it's only, it's only important or it's only um, right, only logical that 
um, when somebody goes out of their way to do something for you, right, you find a way of reciprocating, but not at the demand of that individual. Now, your your reciprocating that act should not be based on the demand of that person. It should come from a heart that understands, a heart, first of all, that is grateful and understands what's being done. And you show appreciation. The goal is not to outdo the giver. The goal is to show that you are grateful. So you're not trying to supersede the gift that was given. No. That's not the goal. That's not the purpose. That's not the essence. The goal is what? The goal is to show appreciation for what has been done. So the person that is helping you should understand your abilities, your capabilities, your um, your strengths, your your capacity at that time somebody that loves you would never want you to go out of your means to satisfy them even if you do the the person sees it as a sacrifice and cherishes it but not that um, you must do something uh, that is um, in tandem with, with what I did now You see, the thing about love is that love protects. Love protects. I've heard a very, very amazing testimony in Koinonia in January about a lady that um, a few days to their wedding, she found out she was HIV positive. Um, she told her fiance, fiance, and they agreed that he agreed that I was still going to marry her and trust God for her total healing. And after the marriage, you know, they didn't consummate um, their wedding and all. Do you understand? Until um, God did the miraculous, changed her her um, HIV status to negative, you know, confirmed on multiple occasions and all. Now, um, that story touched me in a way that showed his true desire for loving her had nothing to do with the advantage he would be um, be at. I don't know if that's the right word. Or the advantage he would gain. Nah. You married and you've not had any intimate relations with your wife. But you spend your days loving her, praying for her healing. The goal of that marriage had nothing to do with just intimate relations. And with all the urges, you know, you are legally licensed to. But you've, you've held yourself throughout this whole period. You stayed, you waited, you comforted this lady until she was healed. 
that kind of, that level of love, what was there to gain? Thank God he healed her. But what would have happened if he didn't? Or if she didn't get healed? He had made a commitment to her for better, for worse. So it means that he was going to be her caregiver if the virus eventually brought her down. I will take care of you. What could she give in return? What could she give in return? How do you repay that kind of person? (laughs) The object of love, right, is the main priority. If anybody ever claims to love you, the person magnifies you in their life. Magnifies you in their life. You become a priority to them. And everything that... they, You know... If you see a way a guy takes care of his car... You would know if the car is important to him or not. No, don't scratch my baby. You know, like Lassisi. Don't scratch my baby, don't scratch my baby. He hardly gives friends to drive the car. Hardly. When uh, maybe somebody else is using the car or something, there's a way he's overly protective. Ah, hope the guy is okay. Do you understand? You go once in a while to check, okay. You wake up in the morning, you check around the car. You're looking for scratches, you're looking for blemishes, anything. And the slightest dent hurts you. Yes, the car moves you around and all, right? It's not the aesthetics of the car that moves you around. But you're so particular about it. In fact, the car, as much as it moves you around, it takes a whole lot of your money. Do you understand? Whatever anybody loves, the person protects. I won't want to hurt you if I love you. I just want to show you how much I value you and how much you're worth to me. Sadly, we have a whole lot of um, Valentine criminals. We have a whole lot of love bandits around. You know, they're just shrouding themselves in the concept of, oh, I love you, oh, I care, oh, you mean so, 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 and so to me, this is do you understand and they carry the the trivial things you know those flinting things um usually i'm not saying that they are they always are but usually the material stuff you know they just flash it before us to win our affection and that's why i was telling you tyler that it's important that you redefine what love is for you So, I celebrate your birthday. This happens, you know, this uh, social media generation is, is pretty crazy. I celebrate your birthday and, you know, I post you know, on social media, you know, everything, you get the likes. And then on my own birthday, I'm like expecting you to post me and all. And then I get angry now. Jesus said something, if... Um, 
you know, he was talking about the Pharisees and how they want to um, to be seen and heard for their deeds. So, you know, they pray loud in the market. Um, they go up. Uh, when it's time for offering, they show how much they're giving. Do you understand? So that everybody will be like, oh my God, this person has given so much. And the goal is to actually just receive the accolades of people. But um, talking about, you know, how the publican came over, you know, um, with a broken heart and also, you know, just the widow's might um, doing her offering, giving her, you know, just the little that she had. The, the goal in love is just the satisfaction of pleasing or bringing joy to the one that you're loving. That satisfies you more than anything. And the only way that you'll be comfortable to love without expecting so much in return is when you have understood self-love. Self-love. So Jesus teaches us that um, that initially the author says, love those um, that love you, hate those that hate you. And then Jesus comes over and he says that, um, I want you to love your neighbor by your, as, as you love yourself, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. So he says, um, the way you love you, love people. So until you understand self-love, self-appreciation, self-worth, self-value, right? It's going to be hard for you to love people that way. And until you have done that, it's going to be hard to move to the next part. Greater love had no man than this, than a, uh, than a man to lay down his life for his friend. So you're laying down your life for your friend is not considering yourself worthless now. It's just that you have a, a, a superior understanding of love. And what the chance that you are giving to the other person. If I lay down my life for you, what do I expect in return? I probably won't be alive to receive it. Now that's the height of love. And so Paul admonishes us, and mainly it's for, you know, um, you know the husband-wife relationship. He said, um, Husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church. He gives you an example that he gave his life for her. What does he really receive? His death, right? He giving his life for us was for us. He was already God. So it's not like he needed a new name. He even had to lose in order to gain us our own freedom. There was nothing for him to gain. It's just that God rewarded him for that sacrifice and has given him a name above every other name. But he was with God. He was God. True love 
doesn't wait for payback. I know this um, episode is long, but I think I'm just very, very passionate about it. There are a whole lot of love bandits, a whole lot of Valentine criminals that are, you know, coming over, trying to leech onto us. It's important, Tyler, that you redefine what love is and you stand firm on it. Anybody that loves you, hoping for something in return, right? Hoping for something in return, especially if it's in the same magnitude now. Now, what's the balance to it? If you are in a relationship with anyone, let your actions always show your appreciation for whatever sacrifice that the person gives or does. For instance, you find out that a guy is overly doing things for you and you really have no intention of being intimate or having um, a future with the person you let the person know you see love just doesn't receive right it's not just about receiving sometimes creating boundaries is the best expression of love and you'll be like oh oh sorry guy i've noticed that you're really doing this and you're getting this stuff um you're probably thinking like this right and i'm so sorry if my acceptance of all of these things are leading you on i'm so sorry um i don't look at you that way you've saved a soul you've saved someone not just leeching on the person i've been excited because your needs are being met do you understand um but that action of telling the person to hold on and wait is one of the best things that you could have ever done. And probably the highest expressions of love because you know what you're telling him is that, oh, okay, I'm ready to stop receiving your benefits so that your heart can be kept at peace. Whether if it's a guy, whether if it's a girl, it's a two-way thing. And when people you are in a committed relationship with or family, when they do things for you, right, make sure that they understand your appreciation for that action. It could be with a thank you, just simple thank you, you know, or taking care of whatever they've given you. They're giving you um, a house, a car, a job, whatever. You take care of it. That's the way you could say thank you. You don't have to go out and do other things, you know, just caring for what they have given. is a way of saying thank you. Right? So, it's important that we have this in mind. And let's reach out to those people that we know have fallen victim of these love bandits. You know, they just come in the similitude of something so pure, something so holy. And then they just take the innocence of people away. Let's protect the people around us. And let's show people what true love is. There's this song that I wrote, Reflection. Uh, Here is my passion, my one desire, Lord, that the earth will be raptured in the fullness of your love. To be seen as a father has always been your plan. So if you're looking for someone to reveal you, I'm your man. I want to be your reflection. I want to love just like you. God is the person, only God himself is love. And 
because he is love, he's the only one that can actually teach us how to love and even grant us the strength to be able to love people purely. And I think it's very, very important that we we learn to ask him for help. We learn to ask him for assistance in all of these things. Spirit of God, help me to love people. Help me to love people. Show me how loving people truly is. And show me the way to love somebody. Show me the way to love somebody. Show me the way to love somebody. Um, I think, wow, this has really, really gone very long. Um, finally, nobody can love you if you don't tell them how to. This assumption game really, really causes havoc. So nobody can love you unless you tell them how to. Um, I saw it through scripture. I think 2 Corinthians, right? I can't remember where, but it says that who knows the mind of a man except the spirit of a man? Who knows the mind of God except the spirit of God, right? So um, only I know my desires. You can assume them. You could try to love me based on your assumptions of me. Right, but your love expressions will always fall short if you don't actually love me in the way that I I want to be loved. Now you may see a bigger picture. Do you understand? You may see a bigger picture for me. So, for instance, um, someone that is hungry, right, and maybe doesn't have money. The main challenge is the person doesn't have money. And if you come over and you say, okay, I love you so much that I want to teach you the principles of the kingdom, of kingdom wealth and all. Uh, That's love, right? But the person is not going to interpret it as love because right now what they need is food. So what you do is that you satisfy the need that they have and then you could now um, gravitate to what you have perceived as a greater need. They tend to understand it more. So Jesus would heal people and in through that healing he would show them the the their need for god and it was you know a lot easier for them to relate jesus was preaching to the people at the coast you know in peter's boat peter was washing his net acknowledged that jesus was a mighty teacher right peter i mean then jesus was talking about um how the um you know, the kingdom of God is at hand and all. Peter was there listening, but washing his net. Because at that point in time, Peter's need was um, the fish. And so Jesus could say, thank you for giving me your boat. Let's go, let me do something for you. And when he caught the harvest of fish, you know, the whole uh, pool of fish, he was the one that said, that depart from me, master, for I am a sinner. So sometimes our satisfying the needs of others is the key to helping us satisfy the greater need in people, right? So find out what people need and desire. Once they could once you could help that, they tend to trust your greater actions. Do you understand? So yeah, before this becomes a full-fledged sermon. Uh, I really hope it blessed you. I really hope it um, 
gave you some level of insight and it helped. Right, let's reach out to these people. I, I don't know how to I could I don't know how to overemphasize it, but then let's reach out to people, especially those that we know have been robbed um, of the purity of love. Let's reach out to them, right? Um, yeah, so remember we still have our assignment. Always try to reach out to somebody every day, show the person true love. Um, next week I'll be talking about my speck. I'll introduce you to my speck. It's going to be a very, very fun episode. My speck, right? Um, yeah, so anyway, do have a lovely day, Tyler. Remember, I love you. I believe in you. And I'm always rooting for you, right? Do share this uh, podcast with others. And then also, you know, follow us on social media. Right, so love you, Tyler. Take care.